praise the Lord. Let his name be praised. up to you. You are in no alliance with a government or with any country or with any president of nations. You are God. And you are God alone. You see it, a thing and it comes to pass. The Bible says, O God, that the mountains melt like wax before you and the hills skip like young cows. That is who you are, God Almighty, mighty in battle. None can hold you down. You open a door, no man can close it. You close a door, no man can open it. When you are out to bless a people, to make them fruitful, nothing can stop it. 
your agenda stands sure forever. Father, we appreciate you this morning. We thank you because one more time we are in your presence. And whenever we come, we never live empty-handed. My dear Lord, today will not be an exception. I will not live empty-handed. You will not live empty-handed. Daddy, you said clearly in your word, where one or two are gathered. In your name, there you are. Therefore, Lord, I welcome you into our midst. Take absolute preeminence. In the name of Jesus. Father, speak to me. Speak to your people. Speak to all of us. For in Jesus' matchless name we have prayed. Let us shout a mighty hallelujah. Please be seated in God's awesome presence. I almost felt like we should just keep on worshiping. This is our month of fruitfulness, like we all know. And um, we're about to finish the month. We are going into another month where the Lord will give us something else to, to live in, to experience. If you have experienced fruitfulness in the month of July, shout a mighty hallelujah. hallelujah. The mere fact that you are here today, you are fruitful. And I was just wondering about it that when we talk about fruitfulness, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? So if I may, just ask one or two people. In the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about fruitfulness. The prayer points on a daily basis is about fruitfulness. What has been coming up in your mind? What, 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 what angle do you have to that? When you hear fruitfulness, what sort of comes up to your mind, comes up in your, your mind? Or what, have you, what are your experiences in the last couple of weeks? One or two people. And just lift up your voice if, if you... So when you hear fruitfulness, so what, what, what do you think about? Or what are your expectations? Let me put it that way. What are your expectations? If I say you'll be fruitful, what, what is your expectation? Increase. In what area? Ma? Financial increase. Yes, you will experience financial increase in the name of Jesus. What else? Understanding. Expansion. And these are very good. That is what I want to. That's what I've been thinking about too. In the whole month, I've been thinking about promotion. I've been thinking about expansion. In fact, I've been thinking about salary increase. I've been thinking about all sorts of things. But today, the title for this message is Fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Fruit, hyphen, full, hyphenness. And I deliberately broke it down into that sequence for a purpose which we will find out very shortly. The Lord will help us as we do so in Jesus' name. I would like to leave a picture in our minds. Um, I got a picture of some fruits. 
And uh, while I was looking for those fruits, the pictures, they look so nice. So I would uh, share them with us. Maybe she happened with the next slide. Is that lovely? Yeah. Um, the next slide, please. All right, beautiful. And we have some berries there, some strawberries there, blueberries. If you're like me, already feel like having some fruits. Um, next slide, please. And I have a bas- two baskets of fruits. Next. Technical age. <laughs> yes. Some of us on our dining table, we have such kind of baskets of fruits. And um, lastly, I would stay there for a couple of minutes, the, la- the, next, the next slide. And all these things are very good for us to, to consume. And um, while I was preparing this, the Lord led me to this one. And I was wondering, is this for church? But um, yes, it's for church. And um, it says fruits are very beneficial. In summary... They give instant energy supply. Are you wondering if you are still in Sunday service? <laughs> yes, we're in church. This is where you get everything. So you're not in the GP. You're in church. It hates digestion. It maintains blood pressure. Um, God must be talking to some people because we went somewhere yesterday and we were talking about health issues too. Uh, the men in the, in, in the house. It helps to control diabetes, prevent heart disease, prevent cancer, helps in weight loss, maintain healthy skin. And if you want a very lovely hair on your head, take more fruits. Now, thank you, technical. I just wanted to leave a picture into our, in our minds while we go through this. And that will lead us to, you know, medically, the... the the health nutritional benefits of fruits, you cannot push them aside. I'm sure you've had about five a day. Um, no wonder countries like U.S. and our country, uh, U.K. and Germany, they are pushing this agenda about five a day because there are so, many, much, so much benefits that fruits can give to us. Let me tell you this. We are fruits too. And that's the kind of benefits we can give to the society. Fruits are nature's wonderful gift to mankind. Indeed, they are life-enhancing medicine packed with vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and a lot of other things. They are good. I won't take anything away from that. Now, when I said fruitfulness, what are fruits? What are fruits? We've seen the picture. What exactly are they? What exactly are they? It says the product of a plant or an animal that contains the seed. 
our fruit is the produce of our lives. Your fruit is the produce of your life. My fruit is the produce of my life. And let me tell you something about fruit that is very, very crucial. The fruit carries the seed. Because after you have eaten the food, the, 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 the outside, there's always a seed inside of it, which carries a life for multiplication. That is a part that carries life for a person or a plant. And is capable of developing into another of such a plant or a person. For instance, you hit a mango fruit, you can finish eating it, you throw the inside away. That inside, which is the seed, has a capacity to grow into another big mango tree, depending on the soil it falls on. And this fruit thing is not today. We can find it in Genesis 1, 11 to 12. After the creation, God said, Let the head bring forth grass, and herbs that yield seeds, and the fruits that, that yield fruits according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb that yield seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruits, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Another thing about seed is that you can't see it when you look at the fruit until you open up the, the fruit before you see the seed. The word of God is like a seed that produces fruit in, Christ, in a Christian life depending on whether that person is a good and fertile ground. I'm sure we all remember the parable of the sower in Matthew. So the word you are, you are going to be hearing today, is it going to fall on a good, a good ground? Will it be fruitful? And moving on, when you add the F-U-L to the fruit, it becomes fruitful. There must be fruit before it becomes fruitful. It means fertility. It means being fertile. Bearing fruit in abundance. So it's possible for a tree to bear a fruit just once. I'm not a, a, an agriculturist. But if that happens, can we call that fruit, uh, that tree being fruitful? So there must be a continuity that it must bear fruit in abundance. It must have value. So we go on. It must be productive. It must be productive. No wonder the Bible said, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. It must be fertile. It must be productive. Now I move on quickly to add the last part, which is the fruitfulness. Why, the, why do I have to add the last part to it? It's because once something is fruitful, it must stay fruitful. So when you are in the state of being fruitful, that state is being sustained. Then we can say you are in the state of fruitfulness. The fact that something produces good results in a continuous manner remains in the state of being fruitful. You and I will be fruitful and will remain in the state of being fruitful in the name of Jesus. So what are the types of fruits that we, that we have? Of course, it's a very simple one. We have good fruits and we have bad fruits. We have good fruits 
and we have bad fruits. From the picture that I showed on earlier, I'm sure none of us would like to eat the one that is rotting or smelly. They look nice. They are prim and proper for consumption. Despite the advantages those fruits have, if they are bad, no, none of us would we we, we love to have them. Or would there, is there anybody that likes to have um, a rotten mango or a rotten orange? I guess not. And there are fruits that are very bad to eat. They are poisonous. There are poisonous fruits. And they can lead to death. I saw one of those fruits in, in the Garden of Edel. When the Lord said, like the fruits, just like the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden, that, I wrote, that is a very bad fruit. That was the fruit that he ate and led us into all these rat race that we are in today. It's a very bad fruit. I said it's a very bad fruit. God, God specifically said, eat every other one, but don't eat this one. We can find that in Genesis 2.15. 16 and 17, which says, And the Lord commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may eat freely. Those are good fruits that you can eat. They are good for you. But of this particular one, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And what happened in Genesis chapter 3? It was eaten, and surely they died. You might ask me that I am not in the Garden of Edel, so I, have, I stand no risk of eating that very bad fruit. Yes, the fruit of the flesh is the bad fruit. And the fruit of the spirit is the good fruit. We can surely see that in Galatians 5, in 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, Lordness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outburst of wrath, selfless ambitions, heresies, dissensions, envy, mother, drunkenness, and all the likes. But in verse 22 there, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And the Bible says, against all such, there is no law. And the beauty of it is that those who are in Christ have crucified flesh with his passion and desires. In Ephesians 5.9, we saw there also, for this fruit of the Spirit... Is of goodness, righteousness, and truth. What, what else can I say about the types of fruits? The Bible tells me in Matthew 7, there, 15, that by your fruits, you will be known. By your fruits, you will be known. You can't hide for long. You can't hide for long. By your fruits, you will be known. Can we put Matthew 17, 16 there for us, please? You will know them by their fruits. 
do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? No. Even so, every good tree bears good fruits, but a bad tree bears bad fruits. A good tree cannot bear bad fruits, nor can a bad tree bear fruits, good fruits. My prayer this morning is that I will bear good fruits. My prayer for you this morning is that you will bear good fruits in the name of Jesus. So what is God's angle to all of this? What is God's angle to all of this? What does God want for us? What does God want for us? What does God want for us? God wants you to bear good fruits. Definitely. He wants us to bear good fruits. But the question is, what kind of fruit are you producing? Is it good fruits? Is it bad fruits? In addition to physical things like having money, getting promoted, having houses and cars and stuff like that, God also wants us to have spiritual fruits. Spiritual fruits. A life that is committed to Christ will definitely produce fruits like Christ. In behavior, in attitude, in countenance, in dressing, in our speech, and general lifestyle. What kind of fruits are you manifesting? What kind of fruits am I manifesting? The ministry of Jesus was all about being compassionate. Are you compassionate for the, for the lost? And that takes me to the model of RCCG. First and foremost, to, be, to make heaven, which is good. But not to go alone. To also take as many people as possible. That will become the fruit. Those are the fruits. Those are the fruits that you are going to take along. Even our local assembly, to reach out. We need to reach out. And that's something that came to my mind. To be successful and to be fruitful. Is it the same? To be successful and to be fruitful, is it the same? Is it the same? Not necessarily. You can be successful and not be fruitful. You might have a successful conversation with someone, strike a deal, but that might not actually turn into a fruitful conversation because we need to wait and see what happens afterwards before you know whether that is fruitful or not. A successful marriage, is it a fruitful marriage by implication? You might have a successful marriage I mean, marriage ceremony, the wedding is so nice, talk of the town, ovation is, is on the TV. But time will tell whether it is fruitful or not. And in this case, I'm not talking only about uh, procreation. I'm not talking about procreation alone. What is the impact of your marriage on other marriages, on your environment, I mean, on your neighbors? What is the impact? Are you adding value to other people? Going to school, finishing, and having good grades? That's success. You might have, even have a good job, but it don't mean that 
if there is no plan for succession, you are successful, but you might not necessarily be fruitful. There must be a plan for succession. So what fruits are we, are we manifesting? What fruits are we manifesting? And I think this question needs to be answered because it's one of the major problems the church is facing today. There are loads of compromises in the church. You can't even tell the difference anymore. You can't tell. So, you are bringing out the same kind of fruits that the world is bringing out. We can't even tell anymore. You know, there are some fruits that are genetically uh, changed. Some sort. They, they're not the original thing. They are like, they've been changed, tampered with, to suit a particular purpose. And that is what is happening in the, in, in the world there. But you can't tell the difference anymore. You come to church, you see the same thing. You are out there, you see the same thing. Let me challenge you. Brethren, dare to be different. Dare to be different. Dare to be different. Another angle of God to this issue of fruits and being fruitful is that God wants us to be fruitful and not only fruitful, he wants us to multiply. God wants us to be fruitful and he wants us to multiply. It's almost like a commandment that you need to be fruitful and multiply. While I was going through this one, I was reading about it. I discovered that when God created all other things, he said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the, fill the earth. But when he came to man, he said, dominate the earth. He said, dominate the earth. And that tells me that the starting point is fruitfulness. Is the fruit. One fruit, then the multiplication of it becomes fruitful. Then sustaining that state of fruitfulness, then you cannot dominate Assuming in Aberdeen, there are about 250 people, or 300 there are about. If Christians are 300, will this Aberdeen remain the same? Because the power, of, the power in number and multiplication, Aberdeen can remain the same. So we need to be fruitful and multiply. After God created man and woman, he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living creature. Tell your neighbor, be fruitful and multiply. Prophesy to your neighbor, be fruitful and multiply. After the flood. God spoke, God promised Noah. As recorded in Genesis 9, 1. God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Tell your neighbor again, be fruitful and multiply. I saw it again in another episode in the Bible when God appeared to Jacob in Bethel. Genesis 35, 10. And God said to him, your name 
is Jacob. You shall, you shall not be called Jacob anymore. But Israel shall be your name. For he called his name Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. You are going to tell your neighbor again. To be fruitful and multiply. There's power in saying some of these things. You say it and it, it will come to pass. Because we are in the presence of God Almighty. Who knows? This might be somebody's battle this morning. Where there will be a change of name. Where there will be a change of circumstance. So, when I said you should tell your neighbor, <laughs> please tell your neighbor. <laughs> One more time. Be fruitful and multiply. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. What is another angle of God to fruitfulness? God wants us to be a good soil. God wants to deposit a lot into our lives. But are we going to be a good soil? Are we going to be a good soil? The parable of the sower in Matthew 13. Let us put it on the screen, please. Verse 3. He told them the parable. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seeds. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no roots. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on a good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. And he said in verse 9 there, He who has ears, let him hear. You shall be a good soil. In fact, tell your neighbor you're a good soil. In the name of Jesus. Every plan of the enemy to change that about you and I. The Lord will change that plan this morning in the name of Jesus. I will be a good soil. And you'll be a good soil in Jesus' name. You can toil all night. You can toil all night. You can spend, I don't know which kind of school you, 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 maybe, you are, maybe you went to. If the Lord, if you are not a good soil, it will, be, it will not grow. Maybe you won't see the, 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 the produce of your labor. But you and I, we will see, we will reap the produce of our labor in the name of Jesus. Even much more. So shall it be for you. 
in the name of Jesus. What is the opposite of fruitfulness? Barrenness. And I'm sure you can guess, God does not like barrenness. God does not like barrenness. I am serving a God that does not like barrenness. How do I know? I'll just take just one, one or two. The Israelites on their journey to the promised land, Lord, the Lord told them in Exodus 23, 26, said, no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. It's no negotiation. I will fulfill the numbers of your days. That was what the Lord told them. And again, when the Lord was giving them the benefits, I mean the blessings of obedience, God promised the Israelites in Deuteronomy 7, 14 there. Yeah, I'll be here. Okay. He said, you shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be a male or female barren among you. Even went further. Even among your flock. So God does not like barrenness. So we are back to this same issue of over and above being successful. God wants you to go to the extra level of fruitfulness. Do you remember the story of the fig tree in the Bible? Was that tree successful? Because, was it successful? Or was it, was it successful? Let's just think about it. Yes, because it grew. The Bible says it had green leaves. It was pleasant to the eyes. But what was lacking? Fruits. It wasn't fruitful. The leaves were green, but there were no fruits on it. And that was the reason the Lord Jesus cursed their fruit tree. Yes, I'm born again. You are born again. We are speaking in tongues. We are going to heaven. But the question is, and the question I've been asking myself recently or in the last couple of hours when the Lord gave me this message is, how fruitful am I spiritually? How fruitful am I spiritually? Because it's very easy if the Lord gives us a word like that, fruitfulness, the month of fruitfulness, our mind will go to other things. And that was why I started by asking us, when you hear the word fruitfulness, where does your mind go to? Just like myself, my mind went to the mundane things. Oh Lord, make me fruitful. Make me fruitful. Until the Lord gave this message. And the reality dawned on me that over and above that, am I fruitful? How fruitful are you? <laughs> Ask your neighbor, how fruitful are you? <laughs> so no matter how successful you are in ministry or in the secular, you must have fruits to show for it. Success is like green leaves. But being fruitful, it is when you have fruits. You have impact on other people. I will give you a very practical example. 
We thank God for the marriage of our pastor in the house. And we can see their passion to try and make other marriages as successful as theirs or even more in their teaching, in their prayers. So we can't take the issue of success from their marriage or from their ministry. But we can see how they are impacting other people. So marriages will not be standing today if not for their prayers and teachings. That is fruitfulness. That is fruitfulness. Even in ministry, some of us are standing here today because we are product of, their, of the fruit of their labor. Who knows where I will be? Who knows where I will be? So there must be that impact on others. Tell your neighbor, go beyond being successful. Be fruitful. As we are confessing it, so shall it be for us in the name of Jesus. And do you know the interesting thing is that when you are fruitful, it attracts people unto the Lord. Because everybody likes a good thing, don't they? If you don't like a good thing, let me see your hands up. I love good things. People want good things. And when we say all sorts of things, we preach from morning to night. There must be a fruit to show for it. They must see that compassion in us. They must see the product. They must see something. Well, where was I talking about? I was talking about God does not like barrenness. He doesn't. He also said in John 15, in second in verse 2, there says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes away. But every branch that bears fruit, it prunes it that it may even bear more fruits. Oh, Lord, that's my desire. That you will prune me and make me even bear more fruits. It is possible you are there. Some of us were, were carried away. But the Lord is calling us back to the main issue of fruitfulness. Let us bear fruits. So, how do I attain this state of fruitfulness? This, and maintain this state of spiritual fruitfulness? How do I do it? Because we have said that that is where God, that is the angle of God to fruitfulness. He wants us to be fruitful and multiply. He wants us to, to bear good fruits. And he does not want us to be barren. He doesn't like it. So how do I get to this place? Over and above being sustained, over and above the circle, how do I get here? Very simple. Abide in the true vine. That's one way. Abide in the true vine. In John 15, in verse 1 there, the Bible says, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. We have a lovely uh, vine dresser group in the house. But this is 
the kings of kings one. You know, sometimes when they do these things, I appreciate it, I look at it, I just see the, the, the gifting of God in the life of that group. But just imagine it is you that the Lord is dressing up like that. Just imagine. And the Bible says in verse 2 or 15 there, John 15, that every branch in me that does not bear fruits, it takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, it prunes, that it may bear more, like we said earlier. In verse 4, it says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruits of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. So it's very simple. Abide in the true vine. And how do you do that? If you go further down the verses, for time, I'll jump. He says, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Remember earlier on, I was talking about seeds. The word of God is like the seed that goes into your heart, and it bears fruit. What else can we do? We need to walk in the spirit to crucify flesh with his passions and desires. Galatians 5, 16. I say to you, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. These are the things that can make you go away. For the lust... For the flesh lost against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do, you do not do the things that you wish. That was very profound. The things that you wish so that you will not do them. But you are led by the spirit. You are not under the Lord. In 24 he says, and those who are Christ's. I've crucified flesh with his passion and desires. So what benefit to, is there to being to, to, to spiritual fruitfulness? What benefits? First and foremost, God will be glorified in heaven. Because I love those, those, those songs that we sang earlier about God being glorified. Matthew 5, 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. They may see your fruits. Some people on our streets, people cannot approach us because they've marked us as very unapproachable or very harsh or whatever. So that God may be glorified in heaven. I saw something else in, in that verse that we read earlier in John 15. It says, By this my Father is glorified that you may bear, that we may bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. And he went on to say that, that your prayers may be answered. When you ask anything in my name, it will be answered. 
That's, that is in verse, verse, four, verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. So, at the end of the day, it dawned on me that I'm not losing out. I'm not losing out. It's a matter of putting the right thing in the right place. I'm not placing the cart before the horse. No wonder the Bible says that, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto me. We will grow and dominate. We've seen that already. We will grow and dominate. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth in Genesis, 20, in Genesis 1, 28 to 29. And subdue it. But we can only do that if we are fruitful. And the ultimate fruitfulness for a child of God is through that, it brings others to know Christ. It brings others to, to, to know Christ. And the slide that we saw about the benefits of fruits is the same kind of scenario. We can, we, we, we can draw a similarity because if we are fruitful, the society will be different. If we are fruitful, the church will be different. If we are fruitful and the word of the Lord abides in us, there's so many dilution in the church now, in, the, in, in doctrines. We'll be able to know what is right and what is wrong. I was trying to say which one is, uh, maybe that's the cancer one. If, you, if, the, if, the, if the word of God abides in you. It says fruits helps to heal, is it? it helps to do something about cancer. Prevent cancer. So if you have the word of God in you, it prevents cancer. Cancer is very dangerous. It sort of eats into the into the body, body cells. There are so many doctrines now that's eating through the body of Christ. So many things. You, they argue about everything. Everything they argue about. And they are compromising. Well, the Lord will help you and I. The body of Christ needs fruitful Christians. The body of Christ needs fruitful Christians. The word needs fruitful Christians. The word is hurting and insecure. What can we offer them? But I must have something to show for it first. Are you one of them? Let me see, are you one of us? Are you one of us? Through our fruits, we can change the world. The world should be able to say, this group of people, they are fruitful. And when they see our fruits, they will glorify God, and it will draw them unto God, ultimately. Or when they see you, does it push people further away from God? Does it push people further away from God? That is food for thought. That is food for thought. So who wants to be fruitful? The kind of fruitfulness that we have talked about today. Over and above the ones we already know. The ones we, are, we, we said earlier on. 
because the month is not yet over. We can still make good use of it. We can still key into this. So that we have a total package for the month of July. Physical fruitfulness and spiritual fruitfulness. You will not miss out or lose out on any of them in the name of Jesus. But we can't do it of our own, as we have seen. We need to ask for God's help. We need to ask for God's help. In a minute, we will stand up and pray. To ask for his help. But if you think you are out of the bracket, you are not included in this bracket, you can sit down till we finish praying. But we need to ask for God's help. Because it seems that sometimes I put the cat before the horse. It seems to me that sometimes my priorities are misplaced. My understanding is flawed. But we can ask God for help. And he's going to help us. If you want to ask God for help like myself, let us rise up on our feet to pray. It will not be what you wanted to hear because it's our month of fruitfulness. I struggled initially about oh something more, more like we want to hear be fruitful and stuff like that. And but as much as I wanted to go away from this, Lord kept bringing me back to it that. There's an aspect of that fruitfulness that he is giving unto us for the month of July that a lot of us are missing out on. The spiritual aspect of that fruitfulness. See, that basket of fruits, it looks nice, it's complete. You have berries in there, you have guava in there, you have bananas in there, you have all sorts in there. It's complete. So the Lord wants us to have a total package. Please go ahead and ask for help. Go ahead and ask for help. Father, help us. I will not miss out on the total package of fruitfulness for the month of July. Yes, I may have missed it here, missed it there. But you are God. And I'm only standing by your mercies. Help me, Lord. 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 But before we can get there, first and foremost, we are going to prophesy to ourselves that I will not die. Brethren, let's pray that I will not die, but live. Because a fruit, a tree that is dead cannot bear fruit. A tree that is dead cannot bear fruit. Pray that you will not die, but live in the name of Jesus. Pray that you will not be barren. I will not be barren.
I will not be barren. Lord, you don't like barrenness. I will not be barren. I will not be barren physically. I will not be barren spiritually. In the name of Jesus. Brethren, pray that I will be that you'll be fruitful. Pray, I'll be fruitful. Not my own kind of fruitfulness. In addition to that, I'll be fruitful, Lord. Before this month finishes, is there any aspect of fruitfulness in your agenda, in your own angle to it, that the enemy has been cheating me on? Lord, help me to recover. In the name of Jesus. And lastly, let us pray. I will multiply. Let's pray that you multiply. And let's extend it, oh God, that his church will multiply. The church of God will multiply. I will declare the glory of the Lord in the land of the living. And quick, let me add that if you don't belong to Christ, it can work. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't sink. It doesn't sink. So you can also pray if you are in the category. You are not even sure whether it applies to you. Whether you can lay claim to this issue and promises of fruitfulness. You can, you can, you can, you can ask God to, to forgive you your sins. Remember that fruit, that very bad fruit in, in the Garden of Eden. You can ask God to forgive you this moment. He said, "Where two or three are gathered, is there? Is there now? He forgives all sins." You can ask Him to forgive you. That you want to be a partaker of this total package of fruitfulness. You are tired of the enemy cheating you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, we just want to bless you for this word. I've been blessed by it. And I'm sure your people have been blessed by it too. Father, Lord, we call for mercy. That you will help us in every area the enemy has cheated us out of the real level and meaning of fruitfulness that we are to experience. And for those that do not even know you at all and cannot lay claim to this, Daddy, we pray that they will come to know you. With their heart, they will believe. With their heart, they will confess unto salvation. Daddy Lord, as we go this week, our, our fruitfulness is beginning all over again. Spiritual fruitfulness we will experience. Physical fruitfulness we will experience. In the name of Jesus. That your name alone be glorified. For in Jesus' wonderful name we have prayed. Amen.